morning. Did I do that? Huh? Okay. Good morning. How are you guys today? Uh, my name's Kevin Foster. This is the first time I've ever done this. I have no idea what's going to happen, but he's going to take care of it. Okay? Um, before I get started, um, I would like my fiance to come up and pray for me. Lord, I just thank you today for these brothers and sisters in Christ to invite us down and, and just be open to um, the story and just open hearts and open minds to, to hear what Kevin has to share and that um, all together we can see others in a different way and that if it touches someone's heart for your glory, then that's what it's about. It's not about Kevin. It's not about what kind of speaker he is or anything, Lord. It's just about saying yes and being obedient. And I just thank you for this opportunity, and I pray that you'll just calm his spirit and give him wisdom in the sermon to follow your lead. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Okay, God put me on, put this on my heart to be here, and I think my what I'm supposed to do is you're going to know who I was, why I'm here, what he's done, and where he showed himself in my life over the years, okay? You guys show the video. I grew up in the Bronx, New York, and yes, I did some very, very horrible things for some very, very bad people, okay? Um, like I said, before I was 12 years old, I was raped six times. My father beat the living heck out of me for, as, for sport. Okay, and you know, yeah, there are three significant times in my life that I, that the Lord showed me he was in my life, okay? The very first time I was six years old, and I grew up in a, a very strong Catholic family. My mother's off the boat, and if anybody knows that, she, you know, so yeah. Half my neighborhood was off the boat. I grew up in a neighborhood in the Bronx that was 99.9999999 Italian. The only person that wasn't full-blooded Italian was my mother because my grandmother was Irish. Okay? Um, have you ever seen the movie The Bronx Tale? I grew up in that building. I lived in that neighborhood and hang out in that mafiosa bar. Um, so I was six years old. We're standing in the Woolworths. Now, I got five brothers. I have six sons. I have one grandson. There hasn't been a woman born in my family since 1935. So my mother's in this Woolworths, and all her friends that she knows that go to the Baptist church, so she overhears that they have vacation Bible school. My mom's like, what, I can take my six sons, drop them off, and leave all day, and it'll be great? Yeah. When we got there, the only thing I knew about Christ and Christmas was some baby was born, and some fat guy in a red suit brought me presents. That was it. Never, no one ever talked about God. No one ever cracked the Bible in my house. But when I was at that vacation Bible school, this, the teacher was asking all these questions. I knew every answer and had no idea why my brothers looked at me like I was crazy. Okay. The second time God revealed himself to me was that time when I went outside and I couldn't kill that man. Okay. And I went outside and those three guys stood out there and they fired six shots. And to this day, I can't tell you why a bullet never hit me but I knew I needed to leave town. And I spent a good part of my life hiding, okay, because I knew there was a price on my head. 
okay? And then in 2013, when my mother died, that was the most devastating blow in my life. And then when I got on that highway in 2014, I literally was stepping out in front of a tractor trailer and my phone rang. I didn't care if I lived or died. At that point, I'd had cancer twice, okay? And yeah, enough was enough, okay? So that's who I was and how I knew Christ. God was, had a plan for me, okay? And there was still a lot of confusion because I bounced around from New York to Utah to Las Vegas to Montana. I was just moving, didn't know where I belonged. Okay, so one day in St. George, Utah, I started praying to the Lord, why am I, what am I supposed to do, where am I supposed to be, because I don't belong here. And then Somerset, Kentucky came on my heart. I'm from the Bronx, New York, I didn't know Somerset, Kentucky existed. Okay, that went on for about a month, and it started to get more consistent to the point I got up one day, packed all my stuff, and moved to Somerset, Kentucky. Didn't know a soul, didn't have a church, didn't know nobody. It was just me and my dog. Found an apartment, got there, and then I just, okay, I can't do this alone. I knew I couldn't do it alone. Started praying, and next thing I met this wonderful woman. She got me to Centerpoint Church, and that's when I met Jason, and that's when it clicked. That's when it realized, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is who I have become in him. And it's been so great because my prayer for a partner was someone that would not deter what God's plan was for me. And he gave me a woman that's wind up tighter than a five-day clock for God. Okay? Uh, yeah. Part of our new couple getting together, learning each other, was that she'd want me to do things with her. And I'm like, cool, do it. But she didn't think I really want to. And she's like, I always want to. No, I'm here. We got it. Okay? One thing I will say about this building, and I know I'm going to run down a rabbit hole really quick. I've never been in a church, and I've been in a lot of churches. Christ is here. The Holy Spirit is in this building. And it, it's wonderful. It's truly, truly wonderful. Okay? So I'm going to try not to run down rabbit holes, but I have ADHD, so it's not that easy. So, and please bear with me. Like I said, this is the first time I've ever done this. I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, I was just telling her, I was a stone-cold killer, mean, no, I didn't feel nothing. And now every time it has come to God, I babble like a baby. It's like, so. Um, so we saw the video kind of get an idea and you will more of who I am in Christ, but I wanted to show you the first times that he's put on my heart to, since all of this has happened to notice where he was with me. And if everybody digs deep and gives to him and understands, you'll see he's been here ever since the day you popped out of your mother's womb. Okay? Why am I here? I'm here because I believe in my heart. This is, this is, this is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life is go around and tell people who I was, where I came from, and that you guys can have all of this too. One of the things that, that comes, it, like he's given me some scripture, like 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 16, is I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength 
and has considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service, even though I was once a blasphemer, a prosecutor, and a very violent man. We're not to compare, and I don't compare, but some of the things I do, Saul looks like a Boy Scout compared to the things I've done. Okay? And he's shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with that's not the right one. Okay. Along with faith, love, that are in Christ Jesus. Here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full, full acceptance. Christ came into this world to save sinners. And I truly believe this, who I was the worst. I was horrible. I, I, I should be in prison. They should have thrown the keys away when they had me there for three and a half years and not let me out. This Christ's mighty display of immense patience as an example for those who believe in him and receive eternal life. The whole thing comes down to what he's put on my heart is faith equals love. And faith, you have to be humble. You have to surrender yourself and be completely obedient. And those things come... Faith. Take Adam, for instance. All right? He was totally disobedient to God when he said that I will make your like the sands of the world. But he didn't wait for God. He went to his maiden and had a child without God's help. But then when he did have his son and he took him to the mountain, when he said you needed to sacrifice him, he was completely 100% faithful and he did what? He gave him what he needed. And he's going to do the same for everybody. You have to humble. You have to be humble. And humble, being humble is different than humility. It's a lot different than humility. And in your humble, your obedience to God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've been in the car business for 40 years.
God is a merciful God. He is a just God. But understand that mercy is compassion for forgiveness shown by, towards someone whom it is within the power to punish and harm. And he will be merciful on who he chooses to be merciful on. But if you continue to be humble and faithful and obedient and surrender, when you surrender him, don't take it back, leave it there. We as humans have a bad habit. We'll give something to somebody and then give it to him and take it back. Unless you, and until you leave it there and it's in his time, he'll take care of it when he wants to take care of it. Your relationship with God is no less important than your relationship with your wife, your mother, and you have to work on it the same way. And to work on that is to stay faithful and be in his word and pray and, and ask him for forgiveness for everything that you've done. And I do. I still, to this day, I have nightmares for some of the things. I wake up in the middle of the night with panic attacks. But they've come a lot less and they're not as much as they were before because I, I'm, I was, I, yeah, you ask my pastor, I'm the guy, I'll say anything, I don't care. I don't. And until I started doing, I don't like people. I was in a business with people. I, I didn't, didn't trust nobody, didn't like nobody, didn't care for nobody. I could care less what you got going on or what you needed in the, your I was, I mean, I was a stone cold. I didn't care anything about, I didn't. But I'm, that, I'm not that guy anymore. And it's just, it's different. I thought this was going to be a lot easier than it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, but. It's just. The peace and joy that I have in me is unreal. I, I've never, I've never experienced, I didn't know, I, I chased happiness my whole life and I realized happiness is a myth. You know, and he's shown me how many times does happiness show up in the Bible? Zero. Joy shows up 159 times. So, you know. <laughs> I was never a very emotional person and it's until I got to Somerset and I realized this and, and I'm sure he's got a lot more work to do on me to do this right this is, this is what I'm supposed to do I mean I spent my whole life I mean I've been left for dead quite a few times People that knew me then knew me, see me doing this now. The first thing they're going to say is he's full of because they don't know me anymore. Yeah, Derek, when I called him, he said, "Yeah, hey, dude, you got thirty minutes." I said, "This could take 10. <laughs> so, you know, he's still doing some things. I mean, I have a new grandson. And my ex-wife told my grandson, my daughter-in-law stories about me. She won't let me see my grandson because of that. And, but 
know, we pray about it. On my birthday last month, I got the uh, FaceTime it. So she's coming around. She sent me a video. I sent her money to buy a present. She sent me a video of it. Right. Last weekend, we're driving to church, and my biggest problem was Satan's been bug fighting me for the last week a whole lot. And my whole thing, I guess even right now I'm having trouble with it. Who am I to represent him? You know, I, it's, I, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it says, for he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion with whom I have compassion. He's shown me a lot of mercy and a lot of compassion. I spent three and a half years in a four-by-eight concrete cell naked and sleeping on concrete with one book. And for two years, I didn't touch it. They fed us three times a day, uh, bologna sandwiches and sugar cookies. I went to this one. I got out one hour every 36 hours, and they would come to the cell and chain me like a dog and walk me to another shower that was caged and just leave me in there for an hour. Um, I didn't go to the hole for something that I did. I, in, while I was in the prison, I went for the hole because of who I was, who I was associated with. Association means a whole lot in different worlds. So, and I spent yeah three and a half years in a hole. You had to use the restroom, which was a little hole in the ground. Everything he's done to me, he's done to me for a reason. And I believe that with all my heart, from the beatings I took to the rapes to, I've been shot twice, I've been stabbed. But, yeah, I, it's all preparation. If you truly, truly open your heart to the Lord, like I finally understood, and just be humble, obedient, and, and surrender everything, the joy, you feel, the joy I have in my life is unreal. It's unbelievable. I do things that I never thought I would do. I finally come to the understanding of what unconditional love truly means. 100%. And then with those things, when you're humble, obedient, and you sacrifice, and you give everything to him, it's of all yourself. It's yourself, your mind, and your body. Everything has to be. you got to get up in the morning and say, Lord, this is your day. I go to work every day at the car lot. I walk the building, walk the lot, and give everything to him every morning before I start work. Without him, we're nothing.
we were talking about last night, we were coming back from uh, having Thai food. And we were just talking, we were talking about today and tomorrow, and all of a sudden I couldn't talk. I literally was having a stroke. At least that's what it sounded like. And I called her into the bathroom, I said, I can't talk. And she literally pushed me against the wall, said, we're gonna pray about this. And she prayed for she was done, it was dark, it was over. Really, really different. Uh, my life is, I mean, really, really, really different. My son told her, Chris, said, yeah, this ain't the same guy. So. I, I actually care about people. I really, I do. Um, and it, it really started when I decided to take responsibility for my own relationship with Christ. Uh, Jason talks about a lot of people, they do, you know, they're, they're, they're Sundayers is what I call them. They show up on Sunday, they get a charge of B12 and walk out the door. I, I was that guy. Now he consumes every second, every minute, every ounce of my life. It's, it's, it's different. It's weird at times. Um, I hated going to church. I, grew, I, I was the guy that says, no one in that book should tell me I got to be in a building every Sunday morning with a bunch of people I really don't care about. It says we're two or more gathered in my name, I'm there. But in the steps since June, and all of this has only happened since June of this year. I enjoy going to church. I love worshiping with that woman. It's just, it's amazing. It's just different. Um, really, I have become a babbling idiot. I'll drive down the road, hear a song, and just start crying. You look at me, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm great. Never been better. I just implore people, you have to take responsibility for your relationship with Christ. It's not on anybody. These guys can feed you and feed you and feed you and feed you. But if you don't take that responsibility and do the things that you need to do with him, you're not going to feel peace and joy. There's nothing more important in life than peace and joy. Yeah.
のしてるで。I spent my entire life not, not being worthy of anything. I never thought anybody would love me. I was always unworthy to love. Me and God has had some knockdown drag outs. It's all right. People tell you, you can't argue with God. Why not? He knows who He created. No. <laughs> he knows who I am. I'm not a nice, polished diamond. And yeah, I, again, I'm the guy. I'll say with some, I, don't ask me no questions. I won't tell you no lies. You know? I speak what's on my mind. And well, one really good thing that's been really going on, we started doing this thing called Lark at church. It's where we meet and they help us understand moments where the Spirit gives you an opportunity to talk to somebody, whether you be in a restaurant, a bar, in line at Walmart, you know, on a golf course, it doesn't matter. And they're trying to show it without being invasive. You know, like I described my ex-father-in-law. You know, um, but in, and a lot of those opportunities have come up with me recently at work, like with a guy, two of the guys I work with, a couple of customers. The best question I get is, how'd you get the Somerset? You got a minute? Because <laughs> uh, that's it. I mean, total, complete um, obedience. And I'm not a guy that listens to nobody. No, you just, you, you just can't tell me what to do. But... Faith equals love, and faith is humble obedience and surrender. And the love that he will give you will be immense and unbelievable, and it will transform into trust and joy. I trust no man. Never did. I don't trust a soul. Everybody I ever thought I trusted either tried to kill me or beat me. Wasn't worth it. Just going to go over here and do my thing, and everybody leave me alone. This was a lot easier doing it in the mirror. He just changed my life dramatically. I feel like I've lost 900 pounds. But I had to do things too that I, you know, that would. I think that's just, it's twofold. Satan trying to mess with me and God say, hey, remember where I brought you from. Definitely wasn't 30 minutes. Was it? Cool, I'm done. Bye. No. All I ask is that you guys, if you don't know him, know him. If you do know him, Open your heart and give him 100% control of it. So, I mean, it's like, I mean, being born again, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that more than just accepting it.
very grateful and very gracious that you had me here today. Hey, listen, I don't, I don't know as the band comes up, you guys come up. Listen, I don't know how you walked in here this morning. Um, I can tell you when, uh, when Jason first called me and um, when, when Jason first called me and said, hey, I got this guy, he introduced breaking. And I sent you this video to watch and you sent me this video of him sharing his story, the same video that you saw at the beginning. You know, I was thinking, man, like, if I could just get an ounce of what he has, how the, the change that God that God had it, has done in him. And here's what I was, I don't, I don't care how you walked in here. I don't care how, um, what's on your mind or what you've done in your past. Maybe you were born on a church pew singing Amazing Grace. Maybe you were born in an alley with a, with a needle in your arm. It doesn't matter how you walked in here. God wants to change you. And we humble ourselves to the point to where we can allow God to do that. As we're going to play one more song. We're going to sing one more song. And as we do that, if if you're ready for that change in your life, no matter how far gone you think you are, think you're a church person who thinks you got everything right, God wants to change you. God wants to do something in you. Like he says, be humble, be obedient, step out, do what he's asking you to do. What God can do, not only in our hearts, but the people of those around us. I'll hand the, phone, the microphone to him. We pray as we. Heavenly Father, Lord, what an awesome opportunity to hear from Kevin. And you can just see all over him what it means to be truly a new creation, created in Christ. I love the the word that we received of a complete surrender. Because Father, you know that I have battled and fought surrendering to you for years. And so we know and when we hear from someone who you can see the stark difference in a new direction, that there's hope that we can have victory. So we want to claim victory this morning. Claim it in Jesus' name. Thank you for your message. Thank you for Kevin.